Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mike Claiborne of Claves Online joins us at 737 in the morning. Uh, thank you, and I apologize for our producer getting you up this early. <laughs> no, I was already up, so no sweat on that front. All right, good, good to hear. Good. Hey, uh, you were in San Diego for the winter meetings. The Cardinals come home with a catcher. What do you think? Well, you know, he was my second choice. You know, I think we talked countless times about Sean Murphy checking a lot of boxes uh, from a catching standpoint. But when you look at what uh, Contreras can do in the five spot in the order, uh, I see why they did it. Um, you know, now, what do you give away defensively? Well, maybe a little bit because, you know, he only caught like 73 games last year. So it's not like he's a guy that's out out there. And the most he's ever caught was 123, 133. And that was almost five years ago. So you, you may give up a little bit from, from a catching prowess, you know, behind the plate. But I think offensively it makes you a better ball club. Hey, Claves, are they uh, any any? Do you have any idea of if they're looking for anything else? Maybe another hitter, another left-handed bat, or potentially another starter. Well, starter seems to be the big issue here. Uh, I think the question is, Kerry, is there a guy out there who's better than what you already have? Now, some would say, you know, Rodon would be that guy, but at what price? Uh, and then you go to another tier of pitchers that I'm not sure is any better than what you already have on your roster. Um, you can always use another bat, um, you know, but I think you're going to have a lot of competition in spring training at virtually every position with the exception of first, third, and, and behind the plate. Uh, you look on the outfield, you're going to have four, five, six guys maybe, and they may be looking for some other another veteran. I think if I'm looking for one more thing, Kerry, it would be a little bit more experience in the bullpen uh, from a closing standpoint. I, I think now the way the game is set up, you, you basically need two guys that can close for you because you can't run Helsley out there every night. And I think we saw how ineffective he was if he went out there too many days in a row. So I think you have to find another legitimate closer. And now where that guy comes from, that's the big question. A guy who was a Cardinal first-round draft choice who has a lot of experience is Adam Adovino. And he's still out there on the market. I don't know what the expense, what the cost would be for a guy like Adam Adovino. But that's a guy I've thought about for that role that you're talking about. And claims it's not just the the fact that he can pitch, but we talked to BT about this. And all those young pitchers from 06 or the young bullpen guys from 11 talk about what an advantage it is to have a veteran presence to kind of teach you the ropes down in the bullpen. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and that was one of my concerns down the stretch, uh, especially when we got to our brief stint in postseason. There was no real experience in that bullpen. I mean, there was nobody when the games really started to get on the line, somebody to settle people down and kind of prepare them on how this level of games is going to work. Uh, you know, those veterans, they kind of run out of the game because they think they're too expensive. But I'll tell you what, I'd rather have one of those guys sitting out there who can give me, you know, some innings from time to time compared to having another young arm who doesn't know what he's doing when the games are truly on the line late in the year. And by the way, Claves, I want to circle back to the, the starter because a back-of-the-rotation guy that would compete for a job here, and there would be no guarantees, Quintana, Sean Manaya are two years, $25, 26000000 million. Now, there's a likelihood that at some point they're going to have to start for the Cardinals, but you sign a guy like that, and it's not a guarantee that he's in your rotation. No, you're right. Um, 
because, you know, the other thing is you've got some guys you want to give a longer look at um, that will, that you drafted and you think may be able to give you some innings. But, you know, I think we have enough back-end rotation guys. And, you know, when you think about guys like where's Dakota, Dakota Hudson fit, I mean, people like that, you know, you have to ask yourself the question, all right, that, that, we have that in covered. But what about when you get into late in the season and you need a guy that can go out every fifth day and give you seven innings and, and the other team says, we're going to have a problem this afternoon or this evening. We don't have that guy. Maybe it's Flaherty. I don't know. He's pitching in a contract year, so who knows what, what his situation will be. But, you know, you kind of like to have a little bit more on paper than what you have now. Hey, Clay, what are your thoughts on Jordan Hicks? Uh, to me, he seems like a guy that has immense, uh, an immense amount of talent um, and, and seems to be, in, in when I watch him, seems to feel like he's either a starter or a closer and, and not just one of those uh, late-inning type of guys. What are your thoughts on him and, and where he could end up this year, what he could end up doing well, for them? You know, Kerry, that's the one guy that nobody talks mm-hmm. about. And I think that we probably, because he's been hurt so much, but, you know, he's, what, 25, maybe yep, 26, 26 that yep. much. And he's in the walk year, too. So here's a guy that I think the Cardinals, they could sign him for two years or 12. Uh, I just think a guy like that, his talent level, when he's right, is something that you don't have anywhere else in your organization. Um, but, you know, he's a guy who's healthy. He's gone through an offseason with no rehabs or anything like that. He's working out. And physically, he might be the strongest guy on the team. I mean, this guy's put together unlike anybody you've ever seen. And I think now he's gone from being a thrower to a pitcher. And I'm anxious to see what he looks like this year. And, Mike, he better be because he's one of those guys that with the pitch clock, he's taken 25, 30 seconds for his arm to recover after throwing 100 so that the next pitch he can pitch at max effort at 100. I'm interested to see when he gets four, five, six pitches into an outing, and he's got to do it every 15 seconds, what those fourth, fifth, six pitches look like. Yeah, that's a good point. You might want to uh, find out what uh, Giovanni Gallegos is going to do about that, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, I right. Mean, here's a guy that's like, I think he was 26 to 28 seconds between pitches. Uh, I think, Randy, that's, I think the pitch clock for relievers is going to be a bigger game changer than they will be for starters. Because as you just mentioned, these relievers, they want to load up and give you max effort every pitch. Uh, They're going to have to figure out how to throw another pitch or two or three in order to be able to be consistent and and be effective. So uh, I'm anxious to see it. I hope some of these guys are somewhere right now with a clock in their backyard trying to figure out how (laughs) I can throw more pitches. Because they're going to be in for a rude awakening, especially – I think the umpires will give some guys some grace time, especially in spring training. But when they put the clamp down on this thing, man, I guarantee you there's going to be some career changes out there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike, what do we got on Klaibs Online right now? Well, we're going to do a little hockey this week. Uh, Kevin Weeks is scheduled to join us later in the week along with Alex Ferrario. We're going to get back involved with him with the Ferrario faceoff. Uh, the two-man game with Rammer and uh, Matt Rocchio comes your way later this week. I will do my lunch with Claves and Joe starting at high noon this afternoon, and uh, we will cover a, a myriad of things. So we've got those things that starting, as you well know, Randy. You just never know who's going to show up on ClavesOnline.com. Oh, and we have the Dr. Rick's podcast as well. Hey, Claves, I saw that Howard Richards was in uh, Dallas with all of his former teammates. He didn't. He didn't ask you for the. He didn't invite you. He didn't bring you. Bring you along with him. Well, I think it was a cowboy only thing, okay. which counts me out. But it was a really cool thing. <laughs> it was really cool. I, 
the, I thought the one picture that I got the biggest kick out of, Roger Starback, Drew Pearson, and uh, Howard, the original Hail Mary uh, combo of Pearson and Starback, uh, two Hall of Famers, and uh, Howard's been very fortunate to uh, be able to play for that organization and stay in touch. Their, their alumni does a really good job of keeping guys informed and keeping keeping guys engaged with uh, things they do now after their careers have been over. Mike, do you agree with me that if it wasn't for an America's team call, Roy Green, offensive pass interference, 1984 here against the Cowboys, on a touchdown, by the way, the what, maybe one of the worst calls in the history of the NFL. And I will argue to my grave that if that call is not made and the Cardinals score that touchdown they don't leave St. Louis. They make the playoffs, and I think an offensive pass interference call, the, the back judge, his name was Pat Millette. Yep. Uh, rest, <laughs> maybe not in peace. He's, he's passed away. But I think that was the call that we sealed the fate. We rest, and we still not, we still don't have care of it being peaceful. With this, with this <laughs> right, right. I hope he's resting. But you're right, Randy, I think there's two plays. That play in the Neil O'Donohue missed field goal in Washington. Yep, yep. If you win, if you win, make those two plays, this team might still be here, and maybe we would have won a Super Well, we would have had to have won a Super Bowl by now. Right. But the point being, those are the little things on why, this, why that team was just on the cusp of having some legitimate success and having greater fan interest, hence the fact maybe a stadium would have been built. And part of it is because of the league's infatuation with the Cowboys and, and being America's oh, team and getting every call. That this that, that thing back then was just it was embarrassing. Yeah. It really was. It, it was embarrassing. And you know, you either loved them or you hated them. But you know, you had a good reason to not like them because of the fact that these these the league bent over backwards to make sure that they were in the, uh, the focal point of the, of the league itself. And it, it was just it, it was it was it was embarrassing. Uh, and you know they kind of. You remember when they had the battles between them and the Forty ers yep. And the, I can tell you some underhanded things the Forty ers did to get certain people off the field on the on the when they played the Cowboys on the schedule. I mean, there's so many diabolical things. And Kerry, you you probably have heard some of those stories when mm-hmm. you played in the league about how teams had it in for another team and the league would look the other way because they they kind of love that kind of stuff. So <laughs> you know, and, and you know what though, in all honesty, every league's got somebody. Yeah, like they that. do. You're, that's right. Every sports got a league uh, team like that that you don't like, and you always wonder what they're thinking in New York or how they allow this to happen. Hey, Claves, real quickly, we were talking earlier about some of the fantastic players we had seen in college, and Rock mentioned Julio Jones. For me, it was Michael Vick, but it made me think about uh, high school and, and who was the best basketball player you ever saw in St. Louis. My my, For me, it was Ronnie Fields when him and Kevin Garnett came here for the shootout. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 was, he was different. Uh, who was the best high school player you ever saw play basketball? In the country or locally? Here, well, in St. Louis. When they, in St. Louis, whether they were coming to visit or, or they were from St. Louis. Um, Kenny Anderson. Uh, me mm. too. Me too. He he came into St. Louis. He had, <laughs> I, I, we were doing the uh, uh, shootout, and I happened to be working with Jack Buck, the great Jack Buck. And so he was like, well, what do you think of these guys? And I said, well, they got one guy over here. He's pretty good. And he had three points at the half, and Jack just said, so much for that guy. He should go back to New York. <laughs> he, he gave I know I won't mention the player's name, but he gave the guy who was guarding him thirty eight in the second half. Oh. And this is a high school game, yeah. okay? Ooh. I mean, we're not talking about an NBA game or a college game. We're talking about high school pre three point shot. Wow. All right. 
so yeah, he's the best player I, I've ever seen at that level. I mean, he just took over against a really, really good local team that he was playing against. Man among boys, no doubt about it. Claves, we always love talking to you. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have a great day, and we will uh, talk to you soon. Sooner than you think. All right, fellas, have a great day. Thanks, Claves. Mike Claiborne, and check out all of the socials with Claves Online and uh, everything that's going on with Claves Online. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players. That is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother, we don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen. And galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.